Welcome to the I2 Podcast. Our passion is to see the influence in everyone lead to impact everywhere. I'm so excited to jump into our episode today. Are you ready? Let's go. Here live at the Bash. So excited for this evening. And to get us kicked off, we're going to have a little live podcast action. So while you're hanging out, feel free to come over, check out our podcast. I am joined oh, yeah. by none other than one of my great, great friends, more than a friend, more like a brother. Yeah. My man, the, the credentials go on forever. <laughs> I'm not even going to take time to list all of them, but just a friend, church planner, husband, father. So excited to be joined with my main man, Myron Pierce. Come on, man. Such What's an honor to be here. Man? man, come on, man. This is fun tonight. How you doing? Doing well, man. Dude, it's good. So, so excited to, to uh, just be having this podcast together, Influence to Impact. We're talking about using our God-given influence to see impact around the world. You're going to be sharing your story later on tonight. Yeah. But just like in 30 seconds, give people a glimpse of what you're doing today. I know you plant churches, you start businesses. I mean, you just said the, the question is, what don't you do? <laughs> man, uh, just yeah. like, like, give me a little, give us a little glimpse into like, what, what, what are you doing today? Oh man, I, you know what? I like to say it like this, Josh. Um, I'm, I'm working in tandem with two things, ministry and marketplace. Yep. And I think, you know, as we've done ministry in the hood, in the inner city, it, uh, it just warrants us to, to think creatively about how mm. we impact people from the marketplace all the way to ministry, man. So it's been fun to, to be a part of that. Yeah. For, yeah. for those who don't know, obviously you've planted some churches, you've started some businesses. Uh, just from a numbers perspective, like how many churches have you been a part of uh, birthing? How many businesses? Like, man, give us a, a picture of what that looks like. Yeah. So I literally counted up over the last 10 years and it's been... Um, about 13 different expressions that wow. have come out of things that we've done or things when I went to Colorado, two more churches came out of that. And so like after doing the numbers and, and honestly, man, just seeing like even next year, five more churches, come are, on. you know, come just on. being planted. So it's cool. Come on. It's cool, man. So, so you got that aspect of things. Then you got the business side. Yeah. And I feel like you just like wake up and you sneeze and a business idea comes out. <laughs> All the like, time. It's bad. How, how many different businesses have you been a, a part of starting now? And maybe tell us about one or two of them that you're excited about. Yeah. So um, I've had a lot of ideas. <laughs> right. Uh, and so only a few have really stuck. And so obviously I was uh, in a meeting today talking about um, how... Uh, a couple years ago, I came out the house, and it, and I looked up in the sky, and it was raining money. <laughs> like money was coming down. I haven't had that that Have vision you ever, yet. No, you, I, you, I, no, I haven't gotten that one. No, no, no. It wasn't a vision. It was serious. Oh, like oh. money was falling from the sky. Come on, man. Um, Where but, you live? Yeah, 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 yeah. North Omaha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, but what happened was this: it was hail mm. that was coming down. Right. And so I thought, man, we're like, here I am. And we're just letting this money hit the hit the ground without going. So so mm. so talking to one of my friends, I'm like, hey, let's let's go ahead and launch a company. Come on. And so here we are two years later um, and it's, it's a success, man. And and uh, and so a few other businesses, man, that God's blessed me to be a part of. It's been great. Well, one of the things I love about you is like 
sometimes some of us get ideas and we think about them and we think about them and we think about them. Right. Man, you get an idea and you're like, let's try this thing out. Yeah. Let's test it out. And you're not afraid to fail. Right. Which I think is also part of the reason that you've been so successful. I mean, that's just, honestly, that's just a like small highlight reel of all that you have going on. Written a couple of books. Yeah. You speak all over the place. You're going to be speaking here at our bash tonight. Yeah. I know uh, uh, conferences like Exponential, and you're a part of their team now. So you're, you're everywhere doing amazing <laughs> things. That's a little bit of the highlight reel. But just like take us back to I know your story. It didn't start out that way. Right. And at a young age, I mean, you, you were looking at facing some serious time in prison. Yeah. Tell us just briefly about that. Well, yeah, man. I, when I look at just my life, the reality is, you know, there's a movie just came out out of Omaha. Yep. And, and when, I, when I think about that movie, I think about how that's a lot of our story. Mm. And I think it's touching up the post of North Omaha right now that, that a lot of us have grown up in, in such disparity, man. And so when you look at it, I was just thinking about this the other day and I've been finding myself thinking about this and reflecting on kind of where I am now. And, and yet the reality, man, when you're a 16-year-old kid and you're standing in front of the judge facing 100 years in the penitentiary, mm. uh, there's, there's no hope. And, and just 18 months after that, facing double the amount of time. is So right. I'm just counting myself, um, honestly, man, blessed and, and thankful that God was merciful to me, man. I mean, I, I love when you tell the story of getting into that position and you're getting ready to kind of deal with the reality of decisions that you made. Right. And you basically put it out to God. You're like, man, God, all right, I'm, I'm giving up. But if you change me, I'll serve you. Yeah. And he started to do something in you. Yeah. And even while you were in prison, this for me, this is the most powerful part of your story. <laughs> like this gets me so excited because while you are in prison. Yeah. I think you did more with your life. Yeah. Than many of us do while we're outside of the prison walls. Like, what did that look like once you, you knew you were going to be there? How did you start to grow and develop and pursue your purpose? Yeah, so it's a good question. So one of the things that I think is very, very important, Josh, is, the, is, is this. Uh, while I was in that process, um, obviously I came to know Jesus, yep. but I didn't know a, I didn't know a thing about faith. Mm. And, and, and so, so part of being in prison was me learning what it meant to believe God. Wow. And when you talk about being a Christ follower, when you're talking about being a man of influence, uh, I think one of the, the marks of an influencer is the ability to have faith. And I spell faith R-I-S-K. Wow. Right? And so I think one of the things that, that became apparent to me is that great faith happens in a crucible. Great faith doesn't happen when everything is going right. Wow. Great faith doesn't happen when you're comfortable. Mm. Great faith doesn't happen when you have all your solutions. Wow. Great faith doesn't happen when you've solved all the problems. Great mm. faith happens when you have a problem. Wow. Right? And so in the Come middle on, of that, like in the middle of that, I, that's what I learned <laughs> yeah. in the process. And had it not been for prison, had it not been that I was in this crucible, had it not been that I was seemingly disadvantaged mm. I would have never learned what it meant to take risks I would have never learned what it wow. meant to believe God in the face of such adversity wow. 
I think that's so huge because so many times in pursuit of our purpose or pursuit of impact, we want things to go a certain way. Yeah. And, and, and what you're saying and what I've seen is that problems are actually a part of helping us discover our purpose. Yes. And challenges because challenges start to uh, help us recognize what's inside of us and also right. start to give us a vision for what we can be a part of when it comes to being a part of the solution. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 here's the thing. Go ahead. I don't, we don't know our purpose until we're confronted with a problem. Mm. Come on, man. A lot, of, a lot of people say this. Well, I want to know what my purpose is for yeah. my life. And I yeah. want to know what God has for me. He's like, hey, here's a problem. Yep. Come on. <laughs> you want to so, know. <laughs> so so you're, you're telling me the key to finding your purpose is going to prison. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I do think we all find ourselves in our own prisons. Right. Now, you were physically, I mean, you were locked up in one of the lowest points of your life. Many of us find ourselves in those moments where we're lowest, God actually gets closest. Right. And we start to discover something that he created us for, this thing called purpose. Right. And so you're in prison. You're at your lowest. Man, God meets you and is, is close to you. Right. You start to discover something greater and start to develop risk and faith. Tell me about the process of developing yourself, because this is what most people don't know. You've got like a stack. I mean, I wish yeah. you'd have brought that stack. I know, I forgot. Of accomplishments, of awards, of things that you did while you were still locked up. You didn't wait till you got out to live out your purpose. You started doing it right where you were. Because here's what I discovered. I di okay, this is what I discovered. So while I'm, while I'm in the penitentiary, I find out my purpose. Mm. Right? I find it out. Now I have a problem. It's my freedom. I don't have it. Right. But but while I was there in the penitentiary, I found out why I was why I was created. Come on. Now here's what I knew. I knew where I was wouldn't be forever. Right. And so right. I decided that in the process I was gonna practice. Come on, come on. I decided. <laughs> come on. In the process, I was gonna practice. Come what on. was I gonna practice? I was gonna practice pastoring people when I never had a church. Wow. I, I was going to practice communicating when I never had an audience. Mm. And I tell my church all the time, I say this, I say, you know, before I ever had an audience to preach to, I was my audience. Mm. I was the pastor, Come on. the congregant, the <laughs> usher, the bishop, the director of operations. And I've seen it. And, and everything. <laughs> but, I, but I practiced yeah. because I saw where God was taking me. Come on, man. And I think a lot of times, and you know this, a lot of times people see our highlight reel. Yes. Yes. But they don't know the process. Right. They don't they don't know the pain. They don't know right. the loneliness of right. being abandoned. They don't know the right. pain of people giving up on you saying he go, he just going to he going to be just like his daddy. Right. And so what I had to do is I had to intentionally decide that I was going to practice. And so consequently as I practiced, I got better at my craft. Come on. As I practiced, I got even more passionate all these peas. I got even more <laughs> passionate about where God was taking yeah. me. And you talk about accomplishments, man. One of the things that I realized is that practicing takes learning. Yeah. And when you talk about influence, when you talk about impact, a lot of people from where we come from, it's, 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 it's always somebody's fault. Right. It's, it, we never take responsibility for our actions. Mm. And one of the things that I learned while, while in the penitentiary, while I'm facing some of my greatest problems, is that when I take responsibility That's for good. my future That's good. and stop allowing the man or stop allowing people to dictate what or, whether or not or who I will become, it's like, no, the whole game changed. Come on.
You know what I mean? Yep. yep. And so I say this, man, I practice, man. I practice learning. I practice learning how to look somebody in the eye and mm. have an intelligent conversation. Come on. I practice having confidence and, uh, you know, and, and the wherewithal to, to, to stand even though everybody around me in the penitentiary is falling. Wow. I, I, I love it because the area you practice is one of the most difficult places to practice. Right. But because you practice there, once you got out, Hello. I mean, yeah. it was a whole nother ball game. Hey, real quick, though. That's powerful. One of my favorite stories, and, and, and what I hear you saying and what I see so clearly in your story, is our purpose isn't what we're doing or where we are, it's who we are. Yeah. And so whether you're in a prison or whether you're free, you can still pursue your purpose. Yes. And you can practice. Well, so, so I'm glad you said that because we equate our purpose with activity. Yes. And our purpose has nothing to do with activity. Yeah. Our purpose has to do with who he is yep. and who I am. Come on. Like my number one purpose in life isn't to be a pastor. Right. My number one purpose in life isn't to be a business leader. Yep. My purpose in life is to know and to be known. Come on. And you could do that from anywhere. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hey, one of my favorite practicing stories, though. And this is what I love. I mean, this is my, one of my good friends right here. I practiced on the basketball court. He practiced in another environment. Yeah. But, like so similar in the pursuit and purpose God has for us today. But you used to practice with the locks in the prison cell. Don't tell everybody that. Hey, let's whisper <laughs> it on <laughs> like, that. Like, bro, tell, tell us about that. Okay, so the, long, the, the short story is I found out that Jesus talked to a fig tree, mm. right? Mark 11. He goes up to the tree. <laughs> the brother hungry. Not even hungry. The brother hungry. Hangry. He goes, yeah, he's hangry. <laughs> he's hangry. So he, he's hangry. So he goes up to the tree Come and on. there's no fruit on it. Mm. The, next, the next part of the scene, he speaks to the tree. I said, either he crazy or something to it. So he tells the tree, no man's ever going to eat from you again. Mm. 24 hours later. That thing gone. That thing was gone, man. Mm. I learned something. I learned that I have to participate with my purpose. Come I have on. to participate mm. with what God is doing. It's not just practicing, it's partnering. And I Come learned on. how to partner with God in a hard place. Come on. And so what I went, what I did is I would go to the locks and I would look down at the locks and I would say, God said, you gotta let me go. <laughs> so I would, I would practice speaking to the locks <laughs> on, man. and telling the locks that they had to let me go because I was a free man waiting to be released. Come on, man. You spoke to your pillow, too. I spoke to my pillow. <laughs> I said, you've been good to me. You've been really good to me. Come on, We've man. We've had some sleepless nights and some sleepful <laughs> nights, but I got to go. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I got to go. Hey, like, the, 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 the crazy thing is this is real. For real, like, man. Like, your, your story is so real, and the process that you've been on to get to where you are again people see you man they hear you speak they might read your books they'll see your blogs they see the businesses you're starting they see the churches you're planting but you did not start there no you started in a prison cell man starting to allow god to change you and then right where you were you said man i want to be about something that's greater than myself right 
And you started practicing. Right. And practicing and talking to locks and pillows and guards and people <laughs> in your, that, that, that were living in the same area. Like you started living it out and practicing right there, which then you're ready to get released. Right. And so you're not starting fresh when you get released. No. You're just continuing on what you've already started when you were on the inside. It's, it's kind of like when you play ball for Bellevue, right? That was a level that you practiced level. at. That was a level yes. that you played at. That yes. was a level you were coached at. But that level that you practiced at and you were faithful in prepares you for the next. Come on. It prepares you to play ball for Creighton. Come on. And so while I was transitioning from, from the penitentiary to real life, mm. I was ready for the next level because I was faithful at the last. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think, honestly, that's one of the, the lost gems yep. of, of even our generation and millennials of yep. thinking, like, overnight something's going to happen. No, right. you better play where you're at faithfully. Yes. And it'll prepare you for Come platforms on. later. Come on. Come on. Yeah, man. I mean, what we're talking about is this idea that every single one of us has influence. And God wants yeah. to take our influence. That's it, man. And he wants to use that influence to impact the world around us no yeah. matter where we are, whether we're in prison, whether we're on a platform, whether we're in another country. He wants to use us to right. impact the world. And a key to that in understanding our purpose is practice. That's it. And there's a process. Yeah. And to hear your story, this is this is the thing that I think is so cool. Not everybody's been where you've been. Yeah. But if they want to get to where you are, they've got to put in the time. That's it. And the practice. And any of us can do that. Right. We can pursue God's plan so good, by putting man. in the practice. I mean, just as as people are listening and they're thinking about their influence and they're saying, man, I want to be a person of impact. What is an encouragement that you would give them even right now? that would say, man, this is what you can do to take another step in being a person of influence. Find a vision you can get behind and serve. Well, A lot of on. us have vision, but we don't want to get behind nobody else's vision. That's good. And I, and I, and I think the, the vision I get behind that's not mine prepares me to own one when I have it. Come on. Find a vision. Get behind it. Find a cause. Yeah. Get behind it. There's one sitting right next to me. Mission. Yeah. yeah. The movement. Abide, bridge, we've got them all over our city. Right. Find it, get involved, take the next step, and watch what happens in your own life. That's it. That's good, bro. Hey, Myron Pierce, my main man. Hey, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they find you? I know you all over social. <laughs> where can they find you, man? MyronPierce.com are all the social platforms that are available. Make sure you go check him out. My main man, I guarantee we are going to have a follow-up probably 10 more follow-ups because we can sit and talk all day so good we just want anybody and everybody to know you don't have to do everything but god has called you to do something use your influence maximize your influence use it to impact the world around you love you guys thanks so much Myron. yes sir thanks, appreciate bro. you yep